I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. I'm really excited about today's show because on today's show, we have Jamie Horahan of Southwestern Consulting. Jamie is a good, good friend of mine, somebody I've known for a long time and I've seen come up in the industry, specifically in the industry of sales coaching. This is a guy who has mastered the concept of servant selling and will teach you all the tools you need to grow your shop. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. Right here we are again. We're gonna get the sucker started. I see a couple smiles in the room. I'll tell you what, guys, exciting stuff because if you're in any type of business, you need sales. Yes or no? That's that's just the way it is. If you're in any business, you need sales, and for any business to grow, you need to sell more, you need to sell better, you need to sell smarter. And that's what we're gonna be doing today. We're gonna be talking to Jamie Horahan, my man with Southwestern Consulting. What's up, man? How's it going, brother? Doing all right. Cheers to you. Cheers. Yes, we've got that uh what are we drinking today? Oktoberfest, Strange Land Brewery. These guys keep hooking it up, and we keep drinking it. Yeah, I got <laughs> seven-year-old ice water. Eh, I'm pretty sure that's not ice water. Close enough. We'll take a picture of that and put it online. <laughs> so, dude, welcome to the show. I've known you for a long time. I've always respected you. Love, straight up, love your energy. I think that's one of the things that's immediately drawn me to you. And uh, I know I'm a little bit of an energy conduit sometimes, so sometimes too much energy is scary, (laughs) but I think it always has worked out for us. So thanks again, dude. Uh, Likewise, brother. Yeah. Tell me about Jamie and Southwestern, and then we'll kick off into Jamie's story. Man, thanks. Yeah, so I started with this organization that uh, just coming into this thing was was intense. It was amazing. It was unlike anything I've ever experienced. I've been with the number one company in the world, Apple at the time. I've done some incredible cool things over over my life and been been partnered up with some great people, but I've never experienced a, a company quite like this. Uh, 160 years in business, um, has 19 other companies under the umbrella of companies, uh, aiming to be the, the largest privately held company in the world. Um, and we've got a target. We've got it. We have it mapped out. It's incredible. Uh, it's literally, we've got a 30-year plan to get there. And the organization within uh, the Southwestern family of companies, Southwestern Consulting, who I work for, our mission is really to elevate both the practice and profession of selling. And by doing that, <clears throat> we partner with organizations big and small, and we really just partner with the individuals, the leaders, to help them sell better, more effectively. And we have this kind of three-prong effect. We go after the systems, the technical piece, and the motivation. Um, We hold people accountable long enough for these three areas to become habits. And that's kind of our model. And we believe that you can't really train people to be good professional salespeople. 
that you have to coach them through it because over time people are just naturally drawn to their old habits. And people don't naturally suck either, right? I mean, no. it, you don't just work with a bunch of you know jabronis. No. These guys come in with some skills and what you're doing is just kind of polishing it, like sharpening the sword. Yeah. Everything from billionaires, millionaires, Damn. down to people that are just getting their start in real estate, uh, a couple folks that have flipped a few houses, uh, to people that've got $10 million in, I got a client right now that's got $10 million in real estate while being a mortgage leader. You know, it's, it's insane. That's a double dip. We don't see that too often in our business. We, we see a lot of guys who are heavy in real estate, but not operating any other type of business. That's pretty cool. Dude, tell me this real quick before we jump into kind of like the sequence of events. Hmm. You, you right now you're a sales professional. You help guys like me, guys like my staff, guys like my audience grow their sales and kind of fine tune their their sales force. Be it a little you know little outfit, real kind of one man show, or a company that's trying to make some big difference, you know, in, in the world. A little uh, a startup, if you will, with some high hopes, or the next Fortune 500. You guys help that, and you help those guys. But yeah. before that, you said you were with Apple. I remember when you were with Apple. You were in like the logistics kind of data world, if I'm not mistaken. No, so oh, <laughs> Apple's, eh. yeah, eh, Ryan has, <laughs> that is yes, uh, yes, true. Also, so we we actually rotated into a, an operational side. But I started out in in literally in sales, just the grind, just basic you know sales. And we sold everything to consumers. Then I moved into kind of a leadership role and actually started coaching people. At so, Apple? Yeah, I was the number one guy and, you know, a lot of people. <laughs> Damn. We had a lot of salespeople. So I uh, made it to the number one. There's me and a few other guys that kept kind of vying for that number one spot. So we all got selected to be coaches and they didn't have a coaching division at that time. So we all got picked to do this kind of unique role where we listened to thousands of calls and then pluck people off the floor and we help them. We say, hey, maybe you should have asked a little bit deeper questions here. What, what, what you could have done better here? And we kept coaching them and then measuring that. Over time, we were able to get those kind of lower producers into the mid-range or high range. And a lot of them actually turn around and become leaders in the organization. So it was a very effective tool. And then I got a team and led a sales team. And then there's these things called rotations where they don't change your title or your pay, but they let you go try out something oh you want to be a developer cool here you go and then you can go test out software and bomb at that and come back and say okay i'm gonna keep doing <laughs> what done. i do yeah i'm gonna stick to this uh, it's either to scare you or to kind of give you an understanding so i went into this like what happens after i make that sale i was curious what you know when i push that button cool. what happens so i just kind of did a little rotation that's a cool experience you don't get that at a small company too no. often you, no. you, every once in a while you'll get a chance to wear a couple hats yeah or several hats trust me i know <laughs> um and you probably know too yeah but you don't get a chance to change hats necessarily so that's neat dude i i was just wondering because i i did for some reason i recall i recall the the term logistics in your background but here we are it's yeah. not it was totally off yeah no big deal so i'm a big fan of southwestern i'm obviously a fan of yours that's why i'm having you on the show but i'm a big fan of southwestern i was at a what was it it was called the world series of sales an event for financial advisors in orlando earlier in the year i'm not a financial advisor but some of the people that are listening know that we own a wealth management division it's part of the secret sauce to, you know, it runs streamlined funding. Long story short, this dude came on stage and he killed it. He killed it. So I walked out of there. I think I called you from Orlando, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I texted you. Yeah, you I certainly texted, texted you. Yeah. Because I was like, this guy's killing the game. And he, it was, you know, forget the sales coaching, forget the, the systems, forget the, the, all of these things that you guys have built. Just the message was on fire, dude. So 
some of that has to have carried over because you're super passionate about what you do. So what's, what is the passion? What drives you? What's kind of keeping you motivated and, and driving you? I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I want to see people succeed and become millionaires. I got this crazy BHAG. I want a thousand millionaires in the state of Texas to, you know, create that wealth using my capital. Yeah. So what's driving you? Man, um, <clears throat> I think there's a, we've actually kind of paired this into two pieces in our company. We're, we're considering what drives people within our own organization, but I believe it's kind of a, a unanimous thing that some people are driven to win. They just, whatever it is, I don't know if you've ever seen Suits, it's uh, Harry Specter. <laughs> oh, Harvey. Yeah, Harvey, Harvey Specter. Harvey Specter. Yes, That's my boy. That's my boy. That's why I love that guy. booze over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So there's the Harvey Specters that doesn't, they haven't, it's not tied to anything other than they do not want to lose. They just want to win. And that drives them to just, to succeed and to exceed the expectations that are set before them. And then there are people that have the same sort of DNA, but it's a different thing. It's completely different. And that's me. So I'm driven to serve. So to serve people, when you're connected to that, when I am connected to that, and I know that the end game, whatever I'm doing is serving people in a big way. Um, like you said, creating millionaires using your platform. That's a service minded thing. It's not like I want to crush every single person in my, in all my competitors. No, That's to win. To serve is to Provide something that's going to multiply whatever, whoever you're serving, their 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 abilities um, and their ability to make money. We're tied to sales. So it's the bottom line. We're going after their bottom line and say, okay, how much money do you want to make? And we want to help them make as much money as they want to do it. Dude, yeah, I love that. There's, I think I heard something a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, but it stuck with me. And to a certain degree, it's kind of the format of my podcast follows that. Not necessarily all of it. But the uh, the intro and the music and the and the announcement and this follows this podcast that I heard on Southwestern, and the topic was servant selling. Mm. Just the name alone, Ooh. straight up <laughs> knocked my socks off. I said, "Yeah, feed me, feed me." You and wear I, socks? I don't. Look, I really don't. I, I normally don't. My my guy Sean, our producer, always gives me hell, but that's a different beast. <laughs> so yeah, servant selling, man. I don't think there's any more pardon the pun, noble way to, to sell. Yeah. I mean, in, any other way, it's almost like it is the win at all cost. There's a place for that. And mm -hmm. I guess there's a place for everything, but I would rather stay in this lane. So that's super cool. What about, what about before you got started in this and maybe even when you got started in this, you didn't just instantly, because we didn't tell these guys, but you are the, you're at the top of the mountain at Southwestern. You're, you're mm -hmm. doing this as well, if not better than just about anybody. And you said you guys have about what, 1,900 people out there? No, no, no. 19 companies that we have under our portfolio of companies. We have thousands and thousands of professionals. In my organization, Southwestern Consulting, we have roughly 150 people, but we're growing at a 60%. And they're all killers. Oh, yeah. You have to have a minimum criteria coming in of being a 10-year veteran top producer. Not, I know how to sell and I've been doing it a little bit. <laughs> Trust <It's>, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like to operate at that level, Romney, because you're, you're, produ you're a top producer. You, that's It's a different type of person. They sure. speak different. They look different. They behave different. And that's the minimum criteria coming into the company. You have to be that because we're attached to people helping them become that how are you going to teach something you don't know that you're not you, you can't lead where you won't go well from what i from what i understand you're on the mount rushmore if nothing else right now really just yeah. one of the one of the big dogs in the organization and that's great dude so congrats hmm. so tell me about your obstacles 
everybody failed. 2008 hit me. That's where I failed for sure. Yeah. And uh, that was about as bad as it got to. I'll tell you what. It was so tough. Couldn't transact. I had a, what, a one-year-old child, another one on the way, wife that didn't work. Not because she couldn't get a job. Just that was our decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should probably clarify that. And um, what, I, what I realized was like, I got to hustle smarter. <laughs> I got to go harder and smarter. Yeah. And lo and behold, man, just a little bit of momentum, just that thing just started rolling. That kind of caught little steam rolling, 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 rolling. And that snowball effect caught on and boom, yeah, a little bit of success. And that's all you need. So before that happened, I hit the bottom, couldn't do anything. I was frozen. You had a moment like that. Tell me a little bit about that because you weren't, I mean, you're a total effing winner, but you had a point. Oh, yeah. I mean- <clears throat> just literally going all the way back yeah, it seems like the, the table was set for a very different story um you know i came from kind of foster care and like abusive background and stuff and just that that dysfunction that would create a future for someone unlike the one that i that i wanted um so i've always kind of sought out mentors and stuff along the way and man it's 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 a longer much longer road when you have to do it on your own and i thought i had to do it on my own for so long but um even going in uh, i was a uh, doing my own consulting wound up in in central america around 2007 2008 lost a lot of money in the market had to come back to the u.s and go work for apple <laughs> i thought that was a, like a low point which turned out to be a, a, a dramatic shift in my mentality the way i think about things in terms of systems and got a huge education just being in this huge organization and got to to win in that and then move on to other things but i failed most of the time in my life anytime i tried to do something on my own it was like man the world just threw every curveball it can at me and i thought that i was failing and i wasn't really failing forward i never understood that until later and then even when i came to this um, organization southwestern consulting it took me the better part of a year and a half just to get it. Um, when you hold a mirror up to somebody who's not comfortable where they're at, um, it uh, exposes every every problem, everything. And it's While frightening, it, huh? It's frightening. It is terrifying this, to look in the mirror constantly. When you serve a client who's operating at a level you're not even operating at, and the the pain that you have to feel when you get off that call and say, man, I'm coaching these people through their life, but I'm not showing up in my own. I'm not worthy. No. And that really com- just spirals down and down and down. And I started making all these excuses in my life why I can't be doing this, why I can't be selling. We sell, we're a sales organization, and we coach. So sales were crippled. And it was just like I wasn't doing anything. I was just barely getting by. And that is not showing up for these people. And I got to coach, man. I got to actually got to coach myself and Sheesh. stop being a hypocrite, right? I'm not only a client. I'm, I'm not only the president. I'm also a client. One yes, of yes. Deals. Oh, yeah. Sheesh. So I decided to be a customer. There you go. <laughs> got one girl, and uh, she's phenomenal. Carla Lewis, she's a phenomenal human being. Shout was, out, Carla. She, yes. She was able to dig into me and find that stuff and start to realize that, hey, what, what are you doing this for, by the way? And it came back to that service thing. It came back to, are you really serving when, you know, oh, you have low T? Okay, how's that serving your customers? How's that getting out there and bringing more people into this organization to change their lives? Is that going to serve them with that mentality? Is that going to serve them that you're a little tired today? Is that going to serve them that you got call reluctance, that you're not able to do this? No, the 
absolute opposite. No, it doesn't do anything for anybody. It's a selfish way to live. And I was living that way for a while. And I, I, the shift happened when I connected what I do to serving the community. I love it, dude. So yeah. that, that's, but that's real. That's real. The community is not just a client or a prospect. It, no. It's bigger and, and broader than that. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm not there. So I'm, now, I feel, now I feel like I'm not worthy. <laughs> I, I really do care about my clients. I mean, yeah. that is everything. Yeah. everything i've got a client i was just telling you about him the, the guys in houston that are building more more infill units than probably anybody else in the city huh. these are guys just like you and me these yeah. are r- regular dudes that just figured it out they outsmarted a bunch of systems and competition and a bunch of different things they connected a couple pieces and now all of a sudden they are the infill builder in the city of houston that means a lot the third largest city in the, in the country they own the infill huh. these guys are just like you and me I'm trying to work on increasing their credit limit by essentially making them, they've already hit the millionaire spot. Yeah. You know, so one down, one of my yeah. 1,000 yeah. check. Boom. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, go. to get the next level <laughs> at a zero, man. And it's hard. So I'm, I'm always thinking of serving them. So my concept of servant selling is very narrow focused, dude. You just took it to another level. This is, this is personal. Yeah. Yeah. So where 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 are you at there? I mean, maybe talk to us a little bit about that. This is obviously a, a show about real estate and entrepreneurism, but at the end of the day, this is you. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you're a one man shop, a startup, a flourishing enterprise, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at in your life, in your business, leadership, non leadership, doesn't matter. Um, one of my mentors, uh, Steve, had said at one point, you're your ability to impact the lives of others or to truly serve is in direct proportion to the amount of work you're doing on yourself. So if you're not working on you, how are you going to go out there and serve, right? If you don't got, if you don't, it's kind of like you you can't really love someone else until you start to love yourself falls into that same principle. But if you're not working on yourself, if you're not trying to take yourself to the next level, then, then how are you going to help someone else? There's like no starting line there. There's, There's you've got nothing. There's no finish. There's no start to this thing. It's start when you want, end when you want, but in the middle is you and your ability to impact those people's lives. I truly believe that if people look at their goal and say, I want to do all this stuff. Okay. Where are you going to start on you? What are your problems? What do you need to do? Buddy, that means a lot to me right now. I mean, straight up, like I want to, I want to, pause the tape and i just want to go out there and, and just kind of share the love now yeah um because it's it really is that and, and by the way with myself i'm we all struggle with it so there's there's no perfect you know specimen or being but or or human but you know I, when i work on it real hard it feels like everything just like the the energy of the world just starts getting a little bit i don't know just uh, better yeah and um and i love it, it it's it, 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 we kind of hit this vortex and we just fly. Yeah. But when you stop, when you fall out, I just got back from a conference in Vegas. Just imagine a conference in Vegas, four days in Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is not a four day town. <laughs> but you probably shouldn't even go to Vegas for, for the Especially now with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> He's not referring to Chris Ragland, my business partner. <laughs> oh man. Um, dude, we just went to a four day conference in Vegas and it felt like it just knocked me off my, off my lane. I was like, yeah. I was on a course and it's like, yeah. fall over here, try to figure this sucker out again. Can't, you got to work on you, work mm. on the fam, work on whatever it is. And um, we're not here to preach the gospel, but yeah. that's, that's, the, that's everything. That's the beginning and the end. So, dude, I've always thought of you to have this, this superpower of connecting people. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty fair. 
Um, you shake your head like, yeah, I know I'm super, I'm super human. Grab my wand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've always had the superpower of connecting, but you've clearly, maybe not developed, but you've honed in on the skill of coaching. And honestly, and I don't know how to, how to verbalize this in like one word. So if your superpower is connecting, coaching, and blank, I'm not sure what the third one is, but it's getting people to believe, Right. And that's a really important part, especially in our business. So many people, so many people are like home builders and they're good at building a little house. And, you know, God bless you guys. If you're listening, you're building a little house and you're making some profit. God bless. But they want to go and do bigger. They want to go and build 10 little houses on a little, you know, on a subdivision, whatever the case may be, or they want to go buy a bunch of land and build this huge subdivision and they can't put, you know, piece A and piece B and piece C together. Somehow, some way you come in kind of, I don't know, SWAT team style, whatever you want to call it. You stealth your way in there. Airborne, baby. There you go. From the sky. My bad. My bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But somehow you get people to believe. Talk to me about that. What is, what is um, what are we missing, man? What, how, what do we need to do to believe? That's a huge question. I'm going to pray on that now. <laughs> um, to believe, man, it, I think it comes down to belief in self first. And it, without that, you're not going to ever really believe in your mission um, when you tie that to people, so many people have a widget they want to sell, but you know, even on Shark Tank, they say, well, how does that impact everyone, right? So if you build a home, if you're a developer, are you really tied to the mission of putting people into these beautiful homes? Is this really an architectural piece for you? Is this an art for you? Or is this a means to an end? And you don't really quite understand why you're doing it. It's just money. Um, when people, when we're able to help people understand and connect to their why they do something, whether it's, you know, picking up your phone and seeing the picture of your son and saying, that's why I get up every day. Once people connect themselves to their why, then the, the drive, all that thing, that energy that feels like you're on a conveyor belt straight towards the yep. direction you want to go, it all happens. If you have that and if you forget, you know, we got clients in our company that, they're making over a million dollars a year. They run these big insurance firms, and they're like, "Man, I just—I haven't even seen my kids' baseball game, and like—and and they're 15 years old. I'm about to miss their whole life." And they got all this money, but they don't have their life together. They haven't really looked inside their their world and said, "This is not quite as balanced as I thought it was. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I thought I was doing it for my kids, but I can't even show up to my kids' baseball game." I just got back from my kids' Thanksgiving Day lunch at school. Yeah. And it was the worst lunch I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it, the worst period um, ever. But it was the nicest 30 minutes of my life. We, mm. It was just so refreshing. Now, that sounds almost like therapy as compared to, you know, my life. Um, and unfortunately, it was kind of just therapy at the moment. But that, that concept of more of that, you know, it, it's so important for, for people, anybody. But really, if, you've, if, you're t- if you tie yourself to a why my wife just happened to become my clients mm-hmm. and it was that concept of i want to make a thousand people rich yeah and it's like Ugh, maybe a thousand and one <laughs> you know <laughs> and one of them isn't a monetary uh wealth it's it's something else but it's um it's it's pretty it's pretty powerful it's pretty special when you when you do have a why and i think a lot of people forget that even our developer clients that are out there building a number of houses they're just kind of looking at the bottom line and that's fine too i've got some clients who are only building if they know it's affordable. Like the only play here is to bring families that can't afford to live in the city into this subdivision because now finally they could afford something. There's no such thing as $1,300 rents in the city of Austin or in the city of Dallas. 
but they're figuring it out. So that's that's a special that's a special breed, man. And that's not everybody. Sometimes it is about the bottom line. I remember you gave a presentation to, to us about a, year, a couple years ago. And in the presentation, you pulled out this thing that to, to this day, my guys are using without your permission, of course. Yeah. Now you gave it to them for free. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't remember what you called it, but they are basically LinkedIn snipers is what I call them. They're yeah. just on LinkedIn kind of sitting on top of them, you know, whatever they're sitting on top of and just, just sniping them. <laughs> and there's all these kills. It's just like dead body after dead body. Yeah. Meaning, you know, new millionaires that these guys are finding. So maybe tell us a little bit about, about what you do, how you do it, a couple things that you can maybe give our audience to help them grow their sales business. Yeah, that, that's the neat thing about the business. So when we work with folks, not being a training business, we get to actually get laser focused on the individual. Everybody's problems are different. Everybody, it's, that's, I think, really the, the challenge part to me, uh, which makes it really encouraging. I can wake up every day and every single person I talk to is going to have something vastly different, even if it's down the same road. Like I need help closing more deals or I need help um, learning how to get more people in the door, whatever it is, it's uh, the problem is a little different. It's a little trick and combination of things. But we do have a, a set of tools, some basic things that we can start with that help us to start pointing us, pointing us and them down the right path to get to a successful position, to really start focusing on the right thing. And we can all agree that, you know, one of the biggest time sucks is just not being focused on the right stuff. You know, we get we get pulled off in one direction and we don't really know um, where we're going. And then we get busy down that road and then there's all these things and we're only getting really many Next one or you know, two. You're driving home. Yeah, you're driving home. You're like, damn, I didn't call a single person today, damn. but damn, my desk is clean. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a salesperson, you know what he's talking about. What we can do is to help people get a little bit more focused on activity. Um, past that, I mean, obviously, there's the mental blocks and the fears that we have to work with our clients through. But in general, this this major thing, we call it crystallizing your goals. This is a, a fundamental piece of what we believe in, in in coaching any any person out there. It doesn't matter what you're trying to get to the marketplace, whether it's a, a little house that you just flipped in and you need to find some renters or you need to buy a piece of dirt to put a lot of homes on. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, what does matter is the activity that takes to get to that goal. You set a target. You say, hey, you know what? And we'll even role play this. So um, we start off with an, an annual income target, your yearly income target. What, what do you want to make, Romney? Let's go Let's go from a clean mill. Million. All right. I love it, dude. All right. And you have, right? you have a calculator, You have a calculator? I do now. All right. I'm going to let you do the math on this. And this is important for you to go through this in your mind. What is your average commission per sale? You All know, right. you are going to you know, like a realtor makes 3% of that transaction. So we know that the average home is 350000 So we're grabbing that. What are you going to make out of that deal? We're making uh, on these large development deals that we, small to large development deals, about 29000 Let's just call it $29,000 to keep it simple. Great. Per so that's deal. your average commission per sale is mm-hmm. 29000 Great. So now you're going to divide that into your yearly customer to get your yearly customer goal how many people you need to get as a customer per year you're going to divide one into two the first thing into the second thing <laughs> what your income so take twenty nine thousand or take a hundred or a million divide that by twenty nine thousand what did you get yeah 35 35 times twenty nine thousand equals a milli there you go so right. 35 customers per year you need to have right all day baby divide that by 12 Call it round to three. Three. And mm-hmm. then you're divide that by four to get your weekly goal. 
We've got three divided by four. I'm call, I'm getting about 0.75 clients a week. There you go. 0.75. So we'll just round it up to be nice and say four. We'll go one, four, 35. Got right? it. So those are your targets. Now, this is where the math gets really interesting. So we know what we're aiming at. we got an annual goal. We have a monthly goal. We have a weekly goal. We can aim towards that. But, man, there's so much stuff in between that number and what you actually have to do. Yeah, it's not. I'm, I'm not going to meet 35 dudes and make a million dollars. Yeah, right. Okay. So let's break. kind of go a little bit through this. What's your close ratio? What, like, If you have to meet with 10 people to close one of them, or do you need to meet with five, two developers and one of them's going to say, yes, let's do this. Or do you need to meet with three of them or four yeah. of them? And this is interesting, dude. Everybody's business is a little bit different. Yes. So I'll just kind of try to talk about my business, but I'm, in, I'm, I'm fascinated that whoever's listening as a developer's close ratio is yeah. totally different Very than mine. Very different. I might have to meet 10 people who are in the space of which half, call it, no, let's say four of them. And these are pretty good numbers. I have pretty good data. Four of them turn into prospects, which I've got a live one. Of go. those four, I close one. There you go. So it's a four to one. Four to one. There you go. So um, you're going to have four people that you have to meet with. Correct. Until you get one of those that will add up to eventually 35 a year, right? Correct. So if you know your closing ratios, is going to be four to one. So you need to meet with four, you'll get one. How many of those people did you set appointments with? How many people do you need to set appointments with to get four of them to actually meet with you? About 10. 10. Wow. So you got a lot of people canceling on you. It, you know what it is, uh, Jamie, and again, my business, but let's just kind of role playing again. It, sure. That's what it is. It's not cancellations as much as it is. The time is not right. Mm. We will make a sale eventually. Got it. So, um, you know, I don't ten know. of them. Are so one of those out of ten are ready now to talk and do yeah, business. Absolutely. Got it. Okay, good. And then if you back it back even a step further from that, we look at the how many you set an appointment with and the people that just flake on you. That's a cancellation ratio. So it's appointment set to appointment ran. How many people do you, do you does does anyone ever cancel on you? Yeah, so? I mean we get a few cancellations without question. Yeah, and I I would say there's there's about a twenty five percent attrition just right. That you don't show up. Well, you guys are rolling national averages, so seventy five percent people keep their appointments. Got it. Twenty five, you're right there on the averages. It's great. So you you're saying this, so three out of four of them are going to show up, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to account for these things. So we're not going to go too deep into this, but even when you get further than that, how many of those people did you, how many people did you call in order to get that one person to get on the phone with you and then set that appointment? Brother, that's, that's, we're starting to get deep in here. I mean, because mm. part of my sales strategy is calls, um, face-to-face events, you name it. But I probably have to make an external kind of play about a hundred times to set 10 appointments right yep so everybody's number is going to differ so the basics here are you have to understand how many people you need to connect with in order to get that end goal met once you know that number once you know how many a lot of people dial people they make phone calls to people they see a list on a on a tcat or something a report and they say i need to call these landowners and they keep calling 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 um, a lot of sales professionals or a lot of business owners have to make a lot of calls. Calls could be in person too. You could be making meet, you're just setting meetings. So of those people, you need to ask yourself, how many of those can you actually convert? And the conversion ratios in each of these steps tell us about the skill set that that person needs to increase that to a better number. You just hit, I got it. 
I, I wasn't expecting. I mean, I we I knew we we were going to pull out some tool here. I didn't realize where you were going with it. Yeah, I got it. So yep. this is where coaching comes in. That's right. It's like because I could figure out anybody could figure out math. Right. So so before we go, because this is about it, we're yeah. running out of daylight. You want to get people this, but this thing that I'm looking at is called crystallizing goals. I was like, this guy's talking to me. I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, Jamie. Yeah. You, know? you don't need me for this. Yeah. Like, boom. <laughs> Answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> Loser, you can't you can't close any of your clients. <laughs> so I, it's kind of a curious question, man, because now we're in bonus time. But if I want to 10X this to a certain degree, 10X effort, 10X energy, 10X yes. output. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this with my team now. So anything else, Jamie, let's Let's maybe just wrap with what's up with you today, maybe how people could get this, and then kind of what's what's coming next. Yeah, man, that's awesome. So in my world right now, it's all about how many people can I talk to? How many people, like, same thing, the numbers. I want to talk to more people. I want to get exposed to more business owners. I want to talk to as many people as I can to get the message out about what we do. What we do literally impacts and changes people's lives. And when I see these testimonials, we have thousands of them that they're multiplying their income, they're building these businesses, and they're, they're just crushing it. They're building new developments, hand over fist, making tons of money doing it. And along the way, they're being more effective in their mission, what they want to achieve. If I can get in front of more and more people, that's going to help me with my mission, which is to serve. Um, and in order to do that, um, I have to build a team. So right now, I'm actually in the process of building a team, hiring people that have 10 or more years of experience and doing really good things in the sales business and being whatever, wherever you come from. To be able to understand what we do, you got to understand sales to a T. Mm-hmm. And you got to be a top producer because it's that behavior. So that's where I'm at right now, just building up a team and, and helping to lead this company into the next, you know, next 160 years. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm at now, and the next steps is just to continue to lead this organization and be a, a steward of this these amazing principles and just serving and trying to push that mission out there to the world. Um, the way I work with folks is I can actually set up a complimentary one-to-one session where we just dig in and learn about the business, and we're not a fit for everybody. We can help mostly anybody, but we're looking for those people that are highly coachable, committed to the process, ready to change, and they're on that path. They're ready to do it. They're not stubborn and think they've arrived or any of those things. So if that's you and you're ready to change, you're ready to grow, you're that type of person that's coachable and absolutely coachable, and then we can absolutely help you. So 512-809-6438 is my direct cell phone number. Um, and I can Damn. actually set that appointment up with you directly. I have an assistant. I'll run it to her eventually. <laughs> But uh, we'll definitely set you up on an appointment. What about an email address? Email address. It's a fun one. Ah, whatever. We'll just yeah. call them. J. Or hit me up. Yeah, yeah. We'll just put it on the website. There you go. That's easy. And okay, we'll put that's that, a good idea. We'll put that, put that file on there maybe. That's a good idea too. All right, man. So I know what's up. I know what's happening with you. That's pretty much it for today. I do want to say this though, just kind of, I've already been talking about it a little bit. Just kind of, you know, me kind of fanboying on you. Um, it's, I'm... I'm not gonna say I'm. I am gonna say I'm proud of where where you've taken this thing. I didn't see this sucker come in five years ago, but boy, it's exactly where you need to be. Yeah. Um, I think what you've done. I'm gonna open a beer before I cry. Um, I think what you've done is really interesting, man, because what you've attracted is just winners, and that's pretty special because oftentimes in any business you kind of start selling to that lowest common denominator and attracting that lowest common. And it's like, that's not what you got. You went straight to the top, got the cream and you've got, you've attracted winners and created winners. 
And I think that last superpower that I couldn't put a name on is that you're just you're a kingmaker, my friend. So mm. cheers to you. Cheers, bro. And I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yep. That's it for this week's Firestarter Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top. <laughs>